This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning, Rabbi Yisai. Agutiyar, Agumachasimataiva. We're uh, discussing the following sugya, which we were in the middle of from last time. Namely, let's say a Oros and an Arusa, they were uh, engaged. And she's pregnant. And basically, the case uh, originally was thought to be where the Aros was Maida, that he lived with the Arusa. They, they were Maida, they lived together. And she's pregnant, so there's a very surprising sheet of Rav that the child's a Vade Mamzer. And the reason is, because if they were so loose that they were living together as an Aros and an Arusa, then we have to suspect that she was Mazana. And that suspicion is so strong that we assume it was uh, from somebody else. Shmuel says, no, it's a Suffolk Mamzer, the Vlad is a Shtuki. Now that's a very big Chiddush. It's based on the fact that basically so they were Moida, that they lived together. However, today we're going to have a different version of this uh, Machlaikas. And according to this version, if they were Moida, that they lived together, there's no question the Vlad is not a Mamzer, we assume it came from him. Here we're talking about a scenario where there, there's no evidence. They were not moideh that they lived together. So we're up to the Ika da Amri, four lines from the bottom of Samach Tesamud Beis. Ika da Amri, if he lived with her, the whole world does not disagree. The basre didei shadinale. That we assume that it came from him. The basre didei shadinale. In other words. Biba Aleha means, if the Aros says, and they admit that they live together, then we, ha- we don't question the validity of this Vlad, we assume it was him. Vahachi um, Itmar. This is the story. Not Haba'ala Rusasai. Arusa She'ibra. They were never Moida, they lived together. We just found, one day, this Arusa was pregnant. Rav Amar Havlad Mamzer, Ushmol Amar Havlad Shesuki. Amar Rava, Mistavra milse de Rav. It's mistaber that the words of Rav apply. Deloi daima mine. We're we're not suspecting of him. In other words, the case where Rav said the Vlav Zamamzer is we don't assume, we don't presume that it came from him. There are no suspicions of him. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't just mean we don't have suspicions of him. It means they did not, he did not um, announce that he was living with her. Deloy daimamene, we don't suspect, we have no reason to suspect him. Vidaimameyama, but there is reason to be suspicious that she lived with other people. That's when Rav said the Vlad is a shtuki, uh, uh, a mamzer. Avodaimamine. But if he said, he lived with her, the way Toysus explains it, look on top left hand Toysus. Perish daima ole bavadai. And daima meyama means there's a bad rumors that she was lived with others. Di daima nami alma. Daima does not mean just suspicions. 
Because uh, as Tosus is going to point out, then the raya that Rava brings from the Mishnah will not work out. So again, Tosus learns, Daima Mine doesn't just mean we, we have suspicions, it means where he definitely lived with her. So it's Mestaber that the matter of Rav, where he did not definitely live with her, but there are suspicions that she lived with others. But if she definitely lived with him, even though there's suspicions that she also was loose with others, we throw it after him. In other words, according to this version of Rava, if we know for sure that the Aris and the Arusa lived together, there's no question this Vlad came from him. The, the Shita of Rava is in a situation where we don't know for sure the Aris lived with her, but there are rumors she lived with others. Amarava, Rava Samina Aminola, how do I know that that's when Rav said the Vlad's a Mamzer, Diktani, because he taught in the Mishnah, Yolda, that if a Koyen was Mazane with a woman and she gave birth, Toichal, she's allowed to eat Shuma because now she has a kid from a Koyen. That's what we learned in the Eon Shir. Now, Hechidami, what's the case? If it's talking about where we know for sure the guy lived with her, then what's the question? Of course, of course, she could eat Shuma. We know for, if he definitely lived with her and she's pregnant, so we know it came from him. If he, if the Daima he definitely lived with her. There are no suspicions from the Veltarain. Do we need to say she eats Shuma? El Alaf. But it must be the daima nami meyama. That it must be the daima nami meyama. It must be that the situation is where we're suspicious of the world. In other words, in the Mishnah, why do we say for sure she could eat Shuma? Isn't it very likely that maybe she was pregnant from somebody else? Just because a, a Kayin raped her, why do we say that? Why do we say that this kid for sure came from him? So the Mishnah is definitely talking about a case where it, we're suspicious of him because we know he lived with her. Now, if the cases were not suspicious of the world, then of course she could eat Shuma. It must be, we are suspicious of the world. And even though we're suspicious of him, because we know he lives there, we're suspicious of the world. And even though we're suspicious of the world, nevertheless, we say it came from him. But, you know, in this case, he was usher to her. And still it came from him. Umahasam, and if in the Mishnah, Dilahai Isura, Ulahai Isura, that she's usher to the guy who lived with her, she's usher to anyone else. Nevertheless, basre didei shadinale. We say that since we know for sure that she lived with this Kayin, we say it's the Kayin's kid. Then by the Oros and the Arusa, if the case is that he lived with her, and he and we're suspicious she lived with somebody else, certainly it, we should say that he was the guy because she was mutter to him. Meaning the Gemara is saying that it has to be that we're talking about that we're not suspicious of him, but we're suspicious of the world. Because if we're suspicious of him and we're suspicious of the world, of course we would say he's the guy. Because even in a case where she's ushered to a guy, when we're suspicious of him, we know for sure he lived with her. 
and we're seditious of the world, we hinted on the guy, even when that, that guy was usher to her. Certainly where he was mutter to her. So the case cannot be where we know for sure he lived with her and we're suspicious of the world, because whenever we know that a guy lived with a woman, we always hinge the baby on that guy. Even when that guy's usher to her, certainly when, when he's mutter to her. So therefore, the case that Rava is talking about must be where we're not suspicious of him. We have no reason to assume he lived with her. We are suspicious of others, and we still hinge it on him. Abai says no. By the way, this week's haftar was about Abai. Huh? Yeah, Shabbat Shuvah. I was thinking about Abaye during the Haftarah. Anyway, the Abaye says like this, anytime we're suspicious of others, even though we know he lived with her, Rav would say the Vlad Zamamzer. Maybe Rav is even talking about where we know for sure he lived with her. But still, since we're suspicious of the world, we could, uh, th- there's a chashash there's a of mamzeris. That is perhaps what Rav is talking about. Rav would say, even though he lived with her, still, since there's a concern from the world, maybe it came from the world. Look, look, Roiv possibilities are not the guy. Aye, but in the Mishnah, we attribute it to him, even though... Now, if in the Mishnah we attribute it to him, why do we attribute it to the guy? I thought we're saying that when we're suspicious of the world... In other words, let's get the Cheshven. Rava said that... Rava said that from the Mishnah, the Mishnah has to be talking about... Um, we're we're suspicious of the world, and even so, we hinge it on him. So the Mishnah seems to conclusively prove that when we're suspicious of the world, uh, we're, we still hinge it on him. So then, how could you say that Rav said his halacha even when um mine? From the Mishnah we see that when it's Daima Minei, it's definitely him. Because the Mishnah, even though she's usher to him, and the Mishnah, even though she's usher to him, when it's Daima Minei, then we hinge it on him. So certainly where she's mutter to him. So Abai says no. If just because it's Daima Minei, we don't necessarily hinge it on him, we would say that the, the Rav would say the Vlad Zaman. So, so what's the Pshad in the Mishnah? Why in the Mishnah are we hinging it on him? What about the fact that it's Daima Meyama? Why in the in other words, here's the question. Why in the Mishnah do we hinge it on him if Rav would say that when... Uh, when it's Daima Me'ama, the Vlad is a Mamzer. Rav always says when it's Daima Me'ama, the Vlad is a Mamzer. So certainly in the Mishnah, where he's usher to her, Rav should say the Vlad is a Mamzer. So here, listen to what Abai is saying. That the case of the Mishnah, 
of why we hinged on him. I, why should we hinge on him? The answer is because in the mission is talking about there's no suspicion at all. Not from him and not anybody else. In other words, Rav goes so far as to say that when it's Daima Me'alma, we don't hinge it on him. We say the Vlaza Mamzer. Even when, even when she's mutter to him, we hinge it on the world. So then in the Mishnah, also, why could the, this Eishas Koyen eat? We should hinge it on the world. The answer is no. It's only when there's suspicion. When there's no suspicion, then we say it was probably him. In other words, when we're suspicious of the world, then we say it was from the world, even though she's mutter to him. When there's no suspicion of the world, then we say it's him, even though she's usher to him. That's what Abai is saying. Why don't we say the same kasha that it's pshita? Why we mean, in other words, that he lived with her? So then, obviously, obviously, it was him. He lived with her, and we have no we have no suspicion of anybody else. Because since we only know that they lived one time, it's not very likely. It's a chiddush that that from one bia we say that she gave birth from one bia. Because usually we say Anisha Musabrasmi be a Rishina. So that would be the Khidash. In other words, we know they lived, but they only lived together one time. So the Khidash would be that even though you would think Anisha Musabrasmi be a Rishina, it's still possible. Okay, the Gemara continues. Ha'eved Paisel Misham Bia. And Eved passes because of Bia. And then it says, an Eved passes Misham Bia, but if the Eved is the child, if the child is an Eved, the Eved would not be Michael Herbetshuma. My Taima, Amarkra Ha'isha, Viladeha, Tia Ladoneha. The Avadim that are born to a Shivcha, they belong to the Master, they don't belong to the one who fathered them. So we see from here that an Eved is not considered a child. Now, a Mamzer passes a woman. Passes a woman means if she is a kaihenes and she has a mamzer, she cannot go back to eat truma, she's still attached to the husband. But she's Michael that a eshes kayen could eat truma if the kayen dies, if they have a descendant who's a mamzer. Tanara Abanan, the rabbis taught, says, Vizera Eila. <clears throat> she goes back, the Pasuk says she doesn't have children. Let's see, the Pasuk says, um, A Bas Koyen that doesn't have Zara, she goes to her father. Which we darshan, Ainli Ella Zara. I only know if she doesn't have children, she goes back to her father's Juma. Zara Zara Minayin. How do I know if she has grandchildren, she can't go back? Tamaloimer, Vizara Ainla Mikalmakoim. I learn out from the words Ainla that even if. She, at all, any grandchildren at all, she does not go back and eat chuma. Ainli ela zara kasher, zara pasol minayin, tamadlai mer vizara inla ayinala. From the words inla, I learn out, we need to analyze very deeply, even if it's zara pasol, she would not go back and eat chuma. How can I learn out two things, grandchildren and pasol children? We will have, I already learned our grandchildren. 
says Gemara Zara Zara Lo Yitzchok Kra Bnei Banu Harayim Kabanim. I don't need a pasuk for grandchildren. Grandchildren are like children. Ki Yitzchok Kra Lazara Pasul. I need a pasuk for Pasul Zara. Amar Leirish Lakas Rabbi Yochanan. Now the Mishnah said that someone who lives with a a evet or a goy, the child's a mamzer. Who does this go like? Living with a guy in Eved is only Chavi Lav. So, why does it produce a Mamzer? This must be like Rabbi Akiva, that Chavi Lavin produce Mamzerim. You could even say it's the Rabbanon. By a guy or an Eved, they're Moida. That even though normally. Chayvei Lavin don't produce mamzeros. Here they do. The chiyas of Dimi, Am Rabbi Yisrael Dimi, Shem Rabbeinu, Avikacham beEved Ababasa Avlad Mamzer. Now, the Mishnah said an interesting thing. A mamzer could be Michael, a woman betshuma. A woman marries a kohen. If the kohen dies, she can't eat shuma. If she has a grandchild who's a mamzer, she could eat shuma. However, a kohen gadol could passel a woman from eating shuma. How's that? If you have a Bas Kohen who married a Yisrael and she has a grandson who's a Kohen Gadol, so if her husband died, she can't go back and eat Truma. So that's where the statement came from. Better to have a grandchild who's a Mamzer than to have a grandchild who's a Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol, Pamim Hareni, Kaparas, Ben Biti, Kuza. A woman said, I should bring atonement to my granddaughter Kuza. That's a, um, a small Kli. Referring to a mamzer, a disgusting kli. Shema chileni b'tshuma. She could feed me tshuma. Ve'eni kaparas ben biti. And I should not bring atonement for my granddaughter, the son of my daughter, kada, a chash of a jug, sheposlani mina tshuma. That he passels me from tshuma. So you here you have a woman, and she's saying, I'm very, let's say this woman was a baskayin, and she married a Yisrael. Excuse me, she was a Koheness, let's say, that married a let's say she was a um, in the first scenario, because the question is, are both of these statements true by one person? So first she's praising the fact that she is a mamzer. Let's say she's a Yisraelis that married a Koyen. The Kayin died, but she was able to continue eating Truma because of her grandson, who's a Mamzer. Then she went ahead and she married a Yisrael. From that Yisrael, so once she married the Yisrael, she cannot eat Truma anymore. And she had a grandson who's a Kayin Gadal. And then her Yisrael husband died. But the thing is, now she could go back and eat Truma from the first husband. But no, she can't because Nebuch, she can uh, the Mamzer can no longer feed her Chuma from the first husband because her Kohen Gadol Enochol is being passeling her from eating Chuma. That's how the Archanar explains. In other words, this is talking about one scenario. She is a Yisraelist who married a Kohen who has a, they have a Mamzer grandson and the Kohen died but she was still able to eat Chuma because of the Mamzer but then she married a Yisrael and then when the Yisrael died, she would have been able to go back and eat the Chuma because of the Mamzer. The problem is, Nebuch, she has a Kohen Gadol grandson.
Hadrin Allah Amana. We begin Paraka Aral. Says the Mishnah, Ha'aral, uncircumcised person. The major machlaikis. Is this even talking about somebody who Mesu Achav Machmas Mila? Toysus quotes Rashi, and Rashi himself says it, that even someone whose brothers died because of Mila is disqualified from eating Truma. The Toysus Yishanim asked on that, that then under those circumstances he's an oinus. If the reason why he didn't get Mila is because his brothers died, he should still be able to eat Shuma. That's an interesting machlekes. Okay, maybe we'll see that if we uh, dig into something. V'chol atveim, anyone who's tamil lo yoichel b'tshuma. But Nesheyan, their wives, Avdeim and their slaves, yoichel b'tshuma, because they're not inherently disqualified. Petsua daka, someone who has injured or crushed testicles. Ukrus shafcha, someone whose aver tashmish is severed. They could eat Shuma. Because this doesn't disqualify them from eating Shuma. Their slaves could eat Shuma. Their wives cannot eat Shuma. Now why not? Rashi says that because when they lived with their wives, it renders them a Chalala. Because they lived with a Pasala. That's also highly questioned. What do you mean they lived with a Pasala? Only someone who's pasal to kahuna renders a woman a chalala, not someone who's just a ptuadak and a krashufcha's also love a in general. But that's what Rashi says. Rashi says they, it renders them a chalala. Other Rishonim say it renders them a zoina. Um, but if the krashufcha and the ptuadaka did not live with them, mishanasa ptuadaka a krashufcha. If they did not live with them from the time they became a tzodaka and a kroshuvcha, they're allowed to eat shuma. Ve'ezob tzodaka. What is the definition of tzodaka? Koshenifzu habetsim shaloi. Anyone whose testicles are crushed, vafil aches mehem. Even one of them. A kroshuvcha koshenichras hagid. Anyone who the member is severed, vimnishtayer meyatara afilu kachod asara kasher. If there remains on the corona even a hair's breadth, it's kasher. Rashi explains that if even the, the tip was cut off, it's kosher because that's not considered part of the Eber Tashmish. It's just Basar Ba'ama. The Gid, the definition of the Gid is from the Corona toward the body. Away from the body is not the Eber Tashmish. The Atara is the uh, row of flesh that uh, encircles the circumference of the Eber where the Mila is. And then it tips down to the uh, away from the body. So that's a crush of Chas. Says the Gemara, Tanya, I'm Rebbe Lazar. Minayin la'aral shein oichel b'tshuma. From where do we know an aral can eat tshuma? Nemar toishav v'sacher b'pesach. It says toishav v'sacher by the karm pesach. V'nemar toishav v'sacher b'tshuma. And it says toishav v'sacher by tshuma. Ma toishav v'sacher hamar b'pesach aral asabai. Just like by karm pesach, an aral cannot eat the karm pesach. Av toishav v'sacher hamar b'tshuma. Aral Asrabai. So too the Toishav and the Sacha that it says by Truma, an Aral cannot eat. A basicus Xerashava, we learn after the Karim Pesach, just like an Aral and a Tame can eat, an Aral can eat, so too an Aral cannot uh, partake of Truma. Rabbi Kiva Oimer, Rabbi Kiva says we don't need the Xerashava, because Hareyu Oimer, Ish Ish, it says in the Pasuk, Ish Ish, Ishish mizera aron akim vutsuro izav ba kachim lo yitar ishish is marbe a aral.
Amar Mar of Lazar Oimer, Namar Toysha Vesachar Bepesach, Namar Toysha Vesachar Betshuma, Ma Toysha Vesachar Bepesach, Aral Asar Bai. Just like the words Toysha Vesachar that are stated regarding Karm Pesach and Aral cannot eat it, Av Toysha Vesachar Bepesach, Aral Asar Bai. So that's Xerah Shava. Now, there's a major um, analysis when it comes to Xerah Shava. Does Xerah Shava have to be extra? If the words that are being used for Xerah Shava are extra on both sides, everybody agrees, you cannot refute Xerah Shava. If they're extra on one side, or they're not extra on either side, then we, uh, there, there's Machloikis Tanoim, or Machloikis Amoraim. If one is extra, it's Machloikis Tanoim. If neither are extra, it's Machloikis Amoraim. Whether you could still learn the Xerah Shava. Now everybody agrees, even if they're not extra, you could learn the Xerah Shava, but, but you might be able to ask a Pircha. So we say like this, says Gemara, Mufna. These words, Toysha V'Sachar, are extra. Do you love Mufna? Because if they would not be extra. Ikola Mifrach, you can ask the following question. Ma Pesach Shekein Chayavim Alav Mishum Pigol. Ma to the current Pesach, that you're Chayiv on it for Pigol. There's a concept that if you have improper thoughts when you're um, shechting or being maktir, it renders the carbon pigol, or you can't leave it over, v'tomei, and you're chayiv for tomei. So therefore there's a pircha, you can't learn out, just like an RL can't eat the Pesach, can't eat Truma, because the RL has many, many disqualifications, the carbon Pesach has many other disqualifications. So it must be extra, and since it's extra, you can't ask a pircha. Says the Gemara, layaf nuye mufna. Yes, Grant, yes, in fact, it is extra. You're right, it is extra, and in fact, is extra. Says Gemara, Hai Mufna. Which which words Toisha Vesachar are extra? Eid the Truma. If the Toisha Vesachar by Truma is extra, what do you mean, Mitzrach Tzrichi? We needed to say Toisha Vesachar by Truma. Right, we know that only a Eved Kanani of a coin could eat Shuma, but not a Eved Ivri, whether it's an Eved Ivri Hakonari Lashanim or an Eved Ivri that is a Nirtza, the Tanya, it says Toishav, a Toishav Zakonik Kinin Oilam. That's somebody who you have till Yoival. Sachir Zakonik Kinin Sham, that's someone who you have until for six years. And neither of them could eat Shuma. Says the Gemara, why do you need it to say? So therefore, they're both needed to tell me a Kano Kenyan Oilam can eat Shuma and a Kano Kenyan Shanam can eat Shuma. It says, Just say that an Eved Ivri that you own until Yoival can eat Shuma and then I would know for sure an Eved Ivri that you only own for a couple of years can eat Shuma. No. It's not clear which one is a Toishav and which one is a Sachir. If it would say that, I would have said Toishav Zakonu Kenyan Shanim. That Toishav means you have it for a few years, but in fact, Avakonu Kenyan Oilam, if you would own the Ebed forever, until Yoival, Oichel, you could eat it. Ba Sachir. So the Sachir comes. Valimeid al Toishav, Sha'af al Pisha, Kone Kenyan Oilam, even though it's Konoi forever, meaning until Yoival, Eno Oichel, you can't eat. So the Toishav is Sachir by by carbon Pesach is mm, the carbon Toshav Sacher by Truma is not extra. Ela the Pesach 
it must be it's extra by Pesach. Ella de Pesach Mufni. It must be it's extra by Pesach. What is the Toisha of the Sacher that it says by Pesach? If it's a Mamish, a Toisha of the Sacher, Mishum da Havale Toisha of the Sacher, if they love me Pesach? Because it's a Toisha or a Sacher, because someone's a Toisha of Sacher, he doesn't partake of the Karm Pesach? What does the Pasuk say? Toishav v'sachir lo yoichabai. Why would an Eved Ivri not eat it from the Karm Pesach? So, in other words, the Gemara says, V'kaimel and gabe truma We know that the Eved Ivri doesn't eat the truma. That means the master doesn't own him. So if the master doesn't own him, so then he should be able to eat from the Karm Pesach. So in other words, why do I need to say, Toisha v'sachir lo'yoichabai? It can't be Toisha v'sachir mamish, because a Toisha v'sachir mamish for sure would eat. So, Ella, so why does it say Toisha v'sachir? It's just to say extra words, so we should be able to dash in Xer Shava. Okay, we're going to see uh, when we could do Amud Beis. Um, the regular Monday and Tuesday, now I'm not going to be able to do I'm I'm speaking every night this week. So either we're going to have to do it later one night, or we're going to have to find time to do it. Okay, everyone, thank you very much for joining. Bracha v'atzlacha. And I guess next week... We'll have to do again Sunday morning, and then, uh, I don't know, we'll figure out Amar Beis. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.